0: Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Cherries in Focus. Thank you so much for the patience with the channel. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're doing okay. And this video predominantly will be around the Nottingham Forest game coming up this Saturday. So we'll match preview that in a moment. I've got Steve and James with me. But we do want to start this video showing our continued support for Luton Town, Tom Lockyer and his family. Bournemouth equalised just inside the 60th minute of last weekend's game, but very soon after that, Tom Lockyer collapsed, suffered a cardiac arrest. Now, fortunately, the quick reactions of some footballers, including Philip Billing, and the amazing work of the medical staff inside of the stadium, Tom Lockyer is with us today. We're hearing from reports in Luton Town Football Club that he's recovering and in stable condition and is receiving more treatment and assessing his condition so that is very very good news and Aaron I'll come to you first I've watched hundreds thousands of football matches inside football stadiums we've seen it it's a rare occasion but we have seen it with the likes of Christian Erickson at the World Cup and Fabrice Moamba you don't ever think you're going to be inside the stadium when something like this happens it did happen but it was quite emotional, quite numb feeling. It's a feeling I don't ever really want to feel again inside a football stadium, but weirdly it makes you think for a minute or two and football wasn't, was, was completely irrelevant in that moment.
1: Yeah. A, a strange day, I think for everybody um, like you, it's the first time I can remember anything like that happening in a game I, I've watched um, or been to live. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a strange, strange day all around really. Um, and, you know, as you say, it was kind of midway through the second half, and we just got our tails up. And then obviously, we saw, I, I didn't actually see him collapse to the floor himself. My mind was on, my eye was on the ball, I guess. But one thing I did notice straight away was Phil Billing running over straight away and, and kind of calling people on. So at that stage, it was kind of obviously something was concerning, whether I didn't know if it was a clash of heads or whatever it was at that stage. Um, but within, within two or three minutes, when the players went over to the dressing room, well, so the dugouts, then you realise, okay, it was a bit more serious than a usual incident. And then, obviously, when they went in um, into the dressing rooms, it was uh, yeah, it was a deathly silence around Dean Court. It was it was really you could hear a pin drop. It was just no one you really knew what to say. No one you really knew what was going on. Uh, we were just everyone was just standing there, just hoping and praying. And uh, and in the end, obviously, you know, he went off the pitch. And I think I think we all agree it was clearly the right decision. No no players are in the right frame of mind. Whether you know probably a Luton player, certainly, but even our own players, having seen um what they saw and um yeah it was it was obviously the right decision um and um the 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 reception after that was was fantastic, and everyone came together and yeah there was, was a new kind of loving between our two clubs and mutual respect and yeah thoughts and prayers of tom and and all his all his family and hopefully as you say he's he's recovering, and you know the talk of his career will be for another day, but most importantly now he seems like he's pulled through and hopefully getting the treatment he needs.
0: Steve, welcome to this latest episode on Cherries in Focus. There is a bit of respect between both teams. There's a history that we can all sort of familiarise ourselves with through the years and both sets of fans in the main came together in that moment. Absolutely it was the right decision. No player could have played after that on Luton's side or Bournemouth's side and as a fan it just would have felt weird if we had continued to play. So We'll find out in time how this game is revisited. But for now, the right decision was made, and both football clubs have been very respectful.
2: Yeah, hats off to all the um, everyone involved in both clubs, really, and the medical staff and everybody who reacted to players. I mean, like Aaron said, Phil Billing noticed it straight away, he was waving people on. Um, yeah, and everybody, I think, quickly realised the, the the severity of the situation and. Um, you know, like it was something I've never witnessed before. Obviously, I've seen we spoke about the Ericsson thing previously, that was horrible to watch on TV. This was even worse, um, in real time, live. Um, and and yeah, especially as as, as Tom had had, a, had previous um incident in the playoff final, um, not so long ago. And yeah, you when when you when you when I realized it was him, I was like, I was very, very concerned. Um, like I say, hats off to the medical staff. They they did an absolutely stellar job. Um, really, really um, reacted quickly and promptly. And I'm sure it was you know you know he's he's in the best care he can be in now. He got whisked away at the hospital. Lucky he was responsive and all the rest of it. And like Aaron said, the, the fans were chanting his name both home and away. And um, yeah, it's just it's just an, it it makes you forget about the you know who the the, the <laughs> the strife of football on a, on a weekly basis and makes you, it hits home a bit harder and makes you think of, you know, your families and all the rest of it and how precious life is and all that sorts of stuff. And um yeah, best wishes to Tom and the whole of the Luton fan base. And um yeah, let's hope he, uh, he's home in time for Christmas and he can
0: join back with his family and,
2: and his recuperation goes well.
0: James, also, I had my boy with me and I know you had your young lad with you as well, because we met up before the game. And in that moment, I, gre- I gave him a big hug. I think younger people sometimes don't realize what can happen in the world. I'm nearly 39, and sometimes life can throw a curveball. And hopefully, Tom Lockyer comes out of this the other end very, very well. But that's tough for younger people to witness. But it also shows how amazing some people are, especially the the medical staff and how quick they were on the pitch. I thought Rob Edwards was class in how he dealt with it as the manager of Luton Town as well. And your thoughts on on that incident in in the 58th, 59th minute?
3: Yeah, uh, utterly sobering. It was um, thoughts go to Tom's family, friends, to the whole of Luton Town Football Club, to Rob Edwards, to everyone involved. Um, The most sobering aspect for me was how Quickly, as you alluded to, the medical teams responded and I can't imagine doing my job under that much pressure and my job doesn't involve life and death situations. I can't imagine the professionalism and the expertise that's needed to care for someone in that moment in front of so many people under, and under, under time constraints and, and those systems simply weren't in place at football grounds years ago. And um, so we, we, you know, we, we saw something there, which is a real progression in our game that has saved a life. Um, and, and, and I'm, and I'm grateful for that and, uh, and yeah, just, um, a, a truly humbling and sobering experience of the football this weekend.
0: Well said, so our support and thoughts continue to go out to Luton town football club and Tom Lockyer. And if you want to place any of your thoughts, do use the comments in this video. We will now turn attentions though to Saturday where we take on Nottingham Forest. So this Saturday we are on the road, our final game before Christmas at the city ground to take on Nottingham Forest. And guys... Notoriously of late, uh, a good stadium for us to play in. We've had some good wins there in the Championship and the Premier League. We're unbeaten in two Premier League fixtures against Nottingham Forest James. They're not in great form. Steve Cooper potentially is under a little bit of pressure. The Nottingham fans look like they're deflated a little bit. It's going to be a big ask for Andoni Riola this week to try and lift our players for obvious reasons in what we've just spoken about. But it's a good fixture in the Premier League to attack this weekend.
3: It could be. It could be a good fixture. It is a good place for us to go. I remember Kevin Bond going there and getting a draw once upon a time. I don't think AFC Bournemouth have ever scored four consecutive away wins. That may well be a stat and then may well be a record for Iriola to break this weekend. Both teams have conceded eight goals apiece from set pieces. So if you're a betting man, that's the highest in the Premier League for both teams. if you're a betting man, put a, put a couple of quid on teams conceding or scoring from set pieces. Solanke has been involved in three goals at the City ground. Have a bet on Solanke winning if you're a betting man. But most importantly, Nottingham Forest have never scored in uh, 90 plus minutes this season. So from beyond 90 minutes to injury time, they haven't scored. Mm. They ain't scoring any last-minute winners. It may well be a Solanke penalty 90-plus-two this weekend. I won't, I'll give my prediction later on. But I'm yeah. excited because I'm excited for this fixture. I do think get are gettable at. I do think we're in a good run of Thorne, uh, And I do think that we'll probably break some records this weekend.
0: Yeah, I think we pretty much saw off Heckingbottom, Steve, a few weeks ago. I know he went up to Burnley and that sort of nailed his coffin. I feel like this potentially could nail Steve Cooper's coffin as well. I mean, Nottingham Forest fans will, will love Steve Cooper for what he did. He took him from the bottom of the championship all the way to the playoff final, got him promoted. The Nottingham Forest owners stuck with him last year. That seemed to be a good decision. This year, not clicking as much. Their last win was back early in November against Aston Villa 2-0. But they are really struggling of late. They aren't scoring many goals. And it will be a a similar game to the first 58 minutes in our fixture against Luton, where I think they'll be hard to beat. It won't be a game where they'll, they'll leave themselves exposed. But they are going to be well drilled by Steve Cooper. But they just don't look in confidence. And... They've not got all the players they want in Taiwan. Winyi looks like he's injured. I think Serge Aurier is still out injured. So, yeah, a, a, a tough moment for Nottingham Forest right now.
2: Yeah, it's a little bit similar to what we went through at the beginning of the season. Um, quite a few injuries, tough run of fixtures, not, you know, low in confidence. Like you said, they haven't won a game. I think it was, like you said, at Villa at home, wasn't it, a, a while back? Um which actually against villa, they were quite convincing two will two nil wasn't it winners mm. in that game um listen i don't I don't want to see any manager get a sack, especially a british coach um who I think has done on the whole quite a good job for them um but you know as we've spoken about before, the nature of football these days you can never be you know you start going on a bit of a bad run and um unfortunately these uh well premier League owners these days get a little bit. Uh, itchy trigger finger sometimes, and you can mm-hmm. find yourself down the road before you know it. Even if you have, um, you know, got that got that team back into the Premier League after what was it, twenty odd years or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, they they're definitely gettable at. Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one because I just think they they've got some really good talent amongst that team, and I just I just it, you've got to say it comes down to the manager, but it just doesn't seem like he's got them playing um which is surprising because i thought they started like i say i thought they started the season really well i thought they were i actually tipped them to be sort of top half this season because i i i had until this point quite rated steve, steve cooper as a coach i thought he was um he did a great job with them in the championship and he you know amongst his 50 million signings that he had to sort of try and embed into that team last season he he managed to get the job done and keep them in the premier league and i thought they were going to grow and grow but um yeah, they've hit a bit of a stumbling block, and I don't know quite what it is. And I suppose that's down to Steve Cooper to try and, you know, resolve that quandary and 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 find out what it is that's going to make these group of players tick. Because they, there's some decent plays in that. I mean, you know, you've you've got internationals all amongst that team. I mean, they've signed that Ania this season. I think he's a great player. Um, they've got. Uh, good, Gibbs White. They've held on to him. Mm. I think losing um, the young lad to Spurs was a bit of a blow, but still got the likes of they've got so many players. Aurier, they've got um Danilo, who I think a great player. Maria uh, is it Murillo as well? I think's a yeah. really good defender. Yeah, some really good talent in that team, but it's just down to Steve Cooper to try and get that um get them clicking um again because I think they can and I think he's got enough about him as a coach to you know, to find a way. I hope he just gets the time um but looking at it from our point of view you know you want to play teams in these sorts of veins of form don't you especially when we're on the reverse tra- trajectory and we're we're um I you know, can't remember the last time we actually lost so, so um yeah we always seem to do well at at, at the city ground so I I uh, I I'm unfortunately going to miss this one which is a bit of a bummer but because I've I've enjoyed um couple of good days out there in the last few years but um i can't i personally think it'll be it will be tough but i think i think we should have enough and i think the fact that we've got the momentum and they've got a bit of a they're on a bit of a downward spiral i think is um yeah it just it just plays into our hands it should make this um i mean i'm putting it down as a bournemouth win um
0: and that's how confident i am at the moment We'll we'll have to see what the score prediction is later on in the video. But, Aaron, they are sliding down the league, just outside the relegation zone. Last week, Friday night football, they lost at home 2-0 to Tottenham. They did have a goal disallowed. I think Alanga was offside. But Tottenham are finding wins again. They probably fancied themselves against a Tottenham side riddled with injuries. But it was 2-0. And they go into another game. I mean, they'll probably fancy themselves at home again to try and get the job done. As Steve and James have spoken about, we should go into this game confidence with a former in and the way we are generally playing. But this has to be sort of all your eggs in one basket for me, Aaron. They need to get a result this weekend for them.
1: Yeah, they definitely need a result. Um, I think like Steve, I was I, I'm very surprised with that they're struggling. Um, you know, they are now the team if anyone of the bottom promoted three teams could can catch that they're, they're looking like the most likely um and yeah I, they did start the season pretty well and I thought they've got a really good young vibrant team their home record last season pretty much kept them up quite comfortably and and that's where they struggled this season to some extent if they're not going to make city ground a fortress like they did last year that they, they really are going to struggle they're not great on the road um I think you know, the likes of Gibbs White, as Steve mentioned, I think he's a hell of a talent. Danilo and they've got, you know, players all over the pitch. Alanga is a, is a real threat on the wing. Um, I think they they really are missing Awaini uh, or Ayawaini, whatever you want to say it. The, 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 the they've still got Harry um, Arta. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're missing Awaini because I think he, he was scoring for fun earlier in the season. He was, mm. he was on a great streak. So they're missing him. Origi they got who doesn't seem to be hitting kind of the heights he he, he sometimes reached at Liverpool so they're missing that kind of central striker and, and as far as I know Ali and he stood out for our game um, which is a boat boost and they're struggling for goals um I'm also a big fan of Steve Cooper you know but something's not right there that the fans still absolutely love him um very difficult for, for a board to, to sack a manager when you're constantly singing his name um but um but yeah for more intents and purposes the board are run are running out of patience with him. Um and I think you know much of the fans do like him. I think uh, I think a loss to us this weekend, I think could well spell the end for him. Again, it's like, you know, oh little old Bournemouth, how can we do Jones to little old Bournemouth? That's what chairman seem to think. Um it wouldn't be massive massive shock if we were to win. But I think yeah, the the powers that be there might might see that as the kind of, as you say, the last nail in his in his chance. So um hopefully, no, not obviously don't want to see him get sacked but hopefully um that is the case um, and we do beat him and put him under pressure I, I was a bit worried that he might lose his job this week which doesn't obviously is not happening because you wouldn't want to see that new manager bounce so but yeah confident i think it'll be a high scoring game i think it'll be tough you know i think look, i watched that spurs game um again i'm not one for xg like like john who's not here but th- their xg was probably much higher than their goal output so they'll probably are creating chances not scoring them so we've got to be careful they are a threat I think the first 25 minutes of the game 20-25 minutes is always going to be critical silence their crowd then give them a good start and um well I know we, we we're not really we're not discussing the Luton game but um for what it's worth we need to be a lot better than we were in that first 45 minutes because we were pretty poor so hopefully we have got that out of our system in in a, in a weird way because uh after the Lord Mayor's show of Old Trafford I had a, I had a horrible feeling that might be the case and you know as as you we've know, as, we, as you've spoken about, that Luton game is null and void, but hopefully that performance is gone.
0: Yeah, I will come back to that in a bit, just about how we attack this fixture, but James, those players that Aaron's mentioned, he, he's definitely out, I've definitely checked that, so he's out with a groin injury. Anthony Alanga is trying his best for Nottingham Forest, previously signed from Manchester United, and Morgan Gibbs-White is a player that I've seen live when he was in the Sheffield United shirt, I think he's a real talent, but If you do want to check out some of the Nottingham Forest timeline, they're not exactly singing his praises at the moment. He has got all the talent, but for some reason, he hasn't got his shooting boots. The assists are not quite there either. And when you are missing Brennan Johnson, because he's now a Tottenham player, you are going to struggle if you haven't got players like Morgan Gibbs-White turning up week in, week out.
3: When it's not clicking, it's not clicking. And there's very little you can do about it other than just give it time, sadly, as we discovered at the beginning of this season. Uh, uh, Nottingham Forest haven't won uh, without a win this season. They've drawn three and lost four. And they also average less than a goal a game without him. Um, this is the reason why strikers cost so much money. Because strikers <laughs> score goals and they win you fixtures. Um, it's, this is all looking very, very rosy, very, very positive. But however, it is Christmas. It is the time of miracles. For us <laughs> could do one over on us. We don't know. I, this is this is this is the trap door that we fall into. Like yeah. like Aaron uh, alludes to the Lord Mayor's show after Manchester United and after such a such a great performance up there, we do a slip up. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to happen this weekend. I think what we're getting this season. Because I was looking at these fixtures throughout December and thinking this is the run we could go on when things weren't so rosy for us. I was thinking December could be the month where we start to claw our way out of it because we had a good little run of fixtures in there. Mm. And and we're in the middle of that now. And I I just got a feeling that the fixtures, what they weren't doing for us last season, is the fixtures weren't falling at the right time. We were playing Mm. teams at the wrong time. This season we seen like the Man United we that was the best time to play Man United when they're a bit giddy after their Chelsea win, which wasn't that good. Um and it's a good time. I think this is the best time to play Forest. Um and I can't see anything other than than us coming away with points, plural.
0: Yeah, and this is the only fear I have, Steve, really, because when we did go on that good form and we did pick up all those points and then pre-Luton, you look at the three games, four games coming, and you feel like oh, there's like seven, eight, nine points available potentially here. And the only fear I have, and we didn't do a Luton review because the game was abandoned. But when you look at that first half, it was a tough first half. And that's because it was very different to teams we'd come up against where we could really express ourselves and we knew we could catch them. Luton were organised, which meant it had to be like a Sheffield United show where we had to break them down and get an early goal. And when that doesn't happen they got the early goal it becomes harder what I did like in that first 15 minutes of the second half against Luton was that Andoni made the right switch if you if they are going to put a low block in you need quality and and Phil Billing is that but we were in the ascendancy and we were a lot better so we did something in the changing room at half time and we just need to make sure that we deal with a Luton type fixture a lot better if it becomes that this weekend
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I think the the, the change he made was the right one. I thought um, I thought Antoine was really struggling first half. I thought, you know, we we we've talked about his directness and his pace and his strength, and I just think he was, you know, he he wasn't. It wasn't that sort of game where he could just blitz past people and sort of you know bully people off the ball. They were, like you say, well organized, and he was struggling. And I, I I don't. it was part of me I thought as he didn't actually look like he was fully fit like as in maybe had was carried he maybe had an illness or something just the energy levels weren't there and he just don't know um but then you bring on billing and like i spoke about before billing for me he's creative he'll pick up pockets of space he'll unlock things and he'll um he's that is that something a little bit of X factor, a little bit of the unknown. You don't really know. I, I'd hate to play against him because he's just mm. like it just crops up here, there, and everywhere. And you think, how's he done that? He's bloody six <laughs> foot five and he's crept into that bit of space over there. And you, you, you know, um, but you know, he's our player, so all, all the better for it. But I, I think, yeah, it, it's an interesting, I, I don't think Forrest will be as. Like Luton, because Luton were quite clearly had a game plan where they, whereby they were just wanting to get balls into our box, and that was their that was their way they were going to get something, and that proved within a couple of minutes. Um, I don't really know what their style is um, at the moment, Forest. I've, I've watched a couple of games, and I was a bit sort of it doesn't seem to have like we've spoke about before. There doesn't seem to be an identity there as much, and uh, th- th- maybe it's because they're trying different things because things ain't working. Um so I don't, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to come up against quite frankly um but it's I'm sure they're going to be they're going to be tough to break down especially mm. at home um and we will need some creative I mean it was great to see Alex Scott back on the bench um yeah. and he's um somebody who can be very creative and unlock defenses so I don't know how close he is to maybe getting an appearance or getting a st- mm. I don't want to rush him back too quickly again and then he he'd be out again because that'd be awful, um, but yeah, I, I you know I I think we we should have enough for this. I think mm. I I just think like I've said before, I just think they're low in confidence. We're high in confidence, and I've seen enough of us lately. I mean, especially at United. I mean, how if we play like that, I, yeah. I don't see. I, I I can see us hurt, you know destroying quite a few teams, and I seriously mean that. Because the way we played against United and the way we played in a few games before that, it just got slightly better and slightly better every game, um, and it—I don't—I don't think a lot of teams could have left with us in that in that performance that with against United because I thought we were absolutely excellent,
0: and all the lads need to do is just carry on like that. Yeah. Um, James, coming back to you quickly to talk about Alex Scott. I know you're a big fan and it was great to see him on the bench. Personally, if that game had been played in its full entirety last weekend, I wouldn't wanted to have seen Alex Scott and maybe mm. see him late. I, I, absolutely. If he was coming off the bench, then we would we do doing bad because we really don't want to risk, in my opinion, Alex Scott this quickly. But when you do look again at some of the tough spells we were having in the first half on Saturday, we were trying to force it for all the good stuff that Christine Lewis Cook have done this season. We were trying to force it because we were getting frustrated. We conceded early and we just need to be a bit calm. We know we've got quality inside. We know we can unlock defences. But I felt like in that first half, we were really getting frustrated. We were were really trying to force things too much and we were just getting sloppy. And we just got to be a lot better at the city ground from minute one this weekend.
3: Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll, I'll be completely brutally honest, Kirk. I, I've blanked everything from this weekend. I haven't thought yeah. about the match at all, um, so I can't give you feedback on that. But what I can say is is that that system of Cook and Christie for the games previous was looking quite settled uh, with with the three in front almost, and 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 it's it's difficult now to see where where Scott fits into that mix because Billings looking. I'm so excited about Phil Bill as a, as a super sub. Because like Steve says, you don't know what's going to happen when he comes on and he can come on in any situation. You know, he can settle things down when you're playing out a draw or he can chase the game or he can do what he did, did against Man United, which is be like this counter-attacking force on the break. Um, we've got so many options. I I, I, I don't know because I'm not a football manager. I'm not an expert. I don't know what the best thing to do is. Is it is the best thing to do to, to play different systems for different teams? Is it to chop and change? Is it to rest players? Or is it to do what I my instinct is, which is to keep a winning formula and keep a winning team playing the same way? This is a good problem to have, though, which isn't <laughs> what we were saying a few weeks ago. When we were going, oh, my God, we just need a central defensive midfielder. Where's Jeff Lerman? Now it's looking, now everything's cooking. Everything's mm-hmm. ticking along. And there's lo- so many attacking options um, up front. Klivert's really coming into his own now as well, um, building on confidence on top of that natural pace that he's got. I think he's going to get stronger and stronger as the season goes on. It's exciting times from here on in. Mm. That is going to be the big decision, Aaron,
0: for Andoni Ariola at the weekend, because of late, it has been the theme of keeping the winning formula with minor adjustments here or there. But I'm starting to see a team now that can pick off pockets and, and really attack football teams. And I can see players in the squad, on the bench, that are really creative, like David Brooks, and unlock defenses. And like Steve said, if you're not really sure what Nottingham Forest are, that's a a really hard task for Andoni and the team this weekend. So so what are you expecting? What would you do? Because Philip Billing has got an assist at Crystal Palace. He has made a difference when he's come off the bench, scored at Old Trafford. He probably is really asking for a start again now.
1: Yeah, that is tricky. Um, And I think you know i agree with james i, I wouldn't change the cook christie um dynamic certainly um but then the argument is for maybe alex scott to you know you have kind of got cliver scott and billing going for that number 10 role because i think all three of them can play it um albeit against different types of teams we're not going to be playing a team who set up like luton very often um there's probably not many at all because even burnley actually come out a bit more and, and try and attack so it, it's uh, the way we've been playing recently, and, and the way our system works, is against teams who, who you know, come out a bit. And most teams in the Premier League will, so we won't have that conundrum that often. And I think Forest. I think Steve mentioned earlier. Forest, although they do also play five at the back, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, um they, they kind of the onus is going to be on them at home to to, to attack Bournemouth and beat Bournemouth. So um I, I, they're not going to be sitting back and. and too much in my opinion and certainly if we get an early goal that will be even more of the case so I expect in all honesty that we'll be unchanged again unless obviously assuming everyone's fine and not got a knock or ill um I assume it'll be the same we didn't really play a full obviously didn't play a full game at the weekend so players are going to be quite fresh so I would I would start the same but having said that when you've got the likes of Billing, Scott, Sinistera, brooks as you mentioned on the bench because brooks is the sort of player i was actually thinking on saturday would be perfect for this game because you know we've Mm. all spoken about his pace etc but he's one who can unlock so we've got different players for different types of 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 needs essentially so um i would start the same um and again I, i think i think what we've seen now is we don't have to panic if things aren't quite working out we can make changes from the bench accordingly you know we've got so many different options now attacking wise um and play it as we see it and the game's game's 90 minutes and you know if things aren't quite working out in the first half on saturday against against forest then then we've got options to change it around um so I, I would expect to see the same the only change i would say the only change could be billing for cliver potentially um and if he can score the goal he scored last year at city ground i'll be more than happy but uh but yeah i i think no and as you said great to see scott back I'm, i love that i was so excited by him um you know, whether again, it's a, it's an impact injury. So rushing him back isn't, isn't worrying me. It's not a muscular injury. So mm. I wouldn't, again, for the reasons I've said, I wouldn't put him straight back in, but he could easily come straight back in for me.
0: And Steve, we might have some opposition fans checking out this video. Should they be worried about Mr. Don Solanke, who is in incredible form in front of goal? He's a great player for us. Some people are talking about potentially him Stepping up for England. I don't want Gareth Southgate anywhere near Dom Solanke. I've said that before. But (laughs) this is a guy who is absolutely crucial for us. Some Bournemouth fans are worried that clubs might come in for him in January. I'm not worried. He's on a new deal. I think Dom's absolutely fine now. Dom is going to have aspirations for his future. That is absolutely fine. No problem. Dom's going nowhere this season. And if he keeps kicking on, he's going to have some decent numbers when we finish the season.
2: Yeah, and even if he doesn't play there, he ought to be wary of Kiefer Moore because I think he's had a goal against Forrest, if I can, if I can remember rightly. He has. <laughs> yes. um, no, Dom's, Dom's doing brilliant this season. And it's great to see he's um, he's really flourishing under Andoni's new uh, system. He, you know, he's clipsed his last year's tally quite quickly this season. He's done it within a couple of months. Um, I think he's on nine. Is it nine he's on now? Eight. Eight. Eight eight it is doesn't it? count from the weekend. Of course, it doesn't. Yep, yep, yeah. But um, you know, and and he just looks at, he, again full of confidence. He's he's starting to get rid of those sort of little those those things that we used to niggle about. Where he's like, come on, Dom, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, and he take an extra touch and kind of go, come on. And a confident Dom, when he's in front of goal, he'll have a snapshot. He'll one first time finish like against Man United. I mean, he's real busy, live wire in the box like he did. Sorry, bring up Luton again, but the goal he scored was, um, you know, hustle and bustle in the box, gets his shot away. Brentford, great finish. These are the sorts of finishes he wasn't really coming up with last season because he was doing so much work, dropping deep. Now, you know, I mean, talk about them being worried about Dom. They should be worried about Billings had a goal against them, you know, from 30-odd yards, you know, the... I mean why we talked a couple of months ago, like James said, we had scratching our heads going, we need this, we need that. Now we're going, who do we leave out? Mm-hmm. It's it's mental. Like we've just said, three three guys really, really <clears throat> got a a great shout for that number 10 role. I think Justin Cliver, quite frankly, I didn't realize I was a bit dubious about him when he came in because he'd been a bit of a journeyman, hadn't really settled anywhere, been on loan after loan after loan. And I didn't really see much of him from him in the first sort of few games, now I'm starting to see in this ten role what he can do. I love the way he drops into the in between the lines, picks up pockets of space, turns with the ball, drives and uses his pace. Like James said, he has got a great turn of pace. He's a danger. Billing comes in off the bench or whatever, and he's he's playing beautiful little chip balls, and, and we're getting headers at the back post. You know, it's that's I, I I I still think that's part of the season for me that that billing Crystal Palace little cross it's so underrated um it's just so nice to have these sorts of problems isn't it and 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 to, like like we say a couple of months ago we we're sitting again we need other players <laughs> but we've but and we've what andoni's done and like i said before he needed to find what the what the um he needed to find the answer to the problem um mm. that he's had with the injuries and whatnot so we've got Christie now playing alongside Lewis Cook which seems to be a marriage made in heaven you know you've never seen anything like it since the days of I don't know it's like two two terriers just Simon everywhere on the pitch yeah Harry, it's like Harry Arter and I don't know someone else Harry, arter. Had Harry, and Harry <laughs> arter and Harry arter
1: just yeah. Brian McGorry and Peter Shearer wow Oh, there we go.
2: wow <laughs> Well <laughs> you can chuck Sean or Jessica in there, whatever. It's it's you know a bit he and like I say, hats off to Ando and He's found the he's found the answers to these problems. Um Adam Smith looks like an absolutely rejuvenated player. So as much as I think Forrest need to be worried about Dom Solanke, I think we've got threats from all over the pitch. We're not even mentioning the likes of you know Sinistera coming on, which he has done and caused problems. Um have I him mean, here. Tavernier, yeah, Atara, Treore, these guys can't mm. even get on the bench some weeks. Mm. Um, so well, when Scott comes back, I really am. Um, I'm really stuck with what he what he does there because I I, I think Scott is absolutely. Well, I think he's I think he's different level personally, but where does he fit in? And, and somewhere. Is, well, exactly. Well, but this is another. Anyway, it's another answer only's going to have to come up with. Um, I'd rather him than me. Yeah, uh, Alex Scott plays wherever. I don't care. Alex Scott me, plays. Uh,
0: Well, maybe not. Uh, James. However, there there is spice in this fixture. There should be a good atmosphere at the City Ground, and something we'll need to definitely check is what the weather's doing right on top of Christmas, because that can also play a part in what happens
3: in this fixture. You want me to talk about weather? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't prep the weather forecast, forecaster. No, I don't know. Is it windy? Oh, it? I, well, like there's, the tabloids are doing their usual round of like ice blasts set to set to uh, set to hit the. UK. Is, there, is there any
0: chart? Is there
2: any chance of uh, storm damage to their stadium? That's what we're worried about. <laughs> on, on a serious
1: note, I, I can confirm. Looking at Nottingham, there is. Gale Force wins on Saturday, 45 <laughs> miles per hour. Gale Force wins at the City. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that
2: be absolutely ironic
0: if the game got called off because of storm damage to their stadium? Oh, <laughs> <really hate> that. <laughs> Genuinely, though, Nottingham Forest fans, thank you for checking out this video. We do appreciate it. James, there should be a good atmosphere inside the stadium. Though no, it's a Premier League game. It's just on top of Christmas. And there's spice between the football teams.
3: There is spice between the football teams, um, and and it's always an entertaining fixture. Um, it's it's an interesting fixture. It's an interesting time of year to play fixtures because they all get they all get congested and 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 everything uh, and everything everything sort of comes together at Christmas. Um, I I just yeah, I'm excited for it. And this is the and this is the exciting thing as we're sat here chatting about it. We're chatting about we're talking about exciting players. We're talking about Dom Solanke looking like a striker for the first time in six seasons because he's actually <laughs> getting service, because he's playing in a system under a manager who wants to create chances, who wants to create an exciting brand of football, who wants to create a brand of football that you want to pay money for a ticket to go and see for once. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's the first time that's happened in what feels like Uh, pre the days of the guy who we will be building a statue for in 20 years time it Mm. it it feels like it feels like something even beyond that because the possibilities they're not endless but there are possibilities for this club to go beyond every season turning up in the premier league and hoping that we just get 16th Mm, definitely
0: Thank you for everyone who supports the channel. We're going to let you know how we've done in 2023. So do hit the notification bell. But you can support Cherry's Red Army at buymeacoffee.com slash Cherry's Red Army. Details in the description below. If you already do that, thank you so much. But do subscribe to our channel. We are on our way to 2000. And do hit the like button on this video. Because it's the time in this podcast and this preview episode 23 where I'm going to ask the guys what they think the score prediction will be between Nottingham Forest and AFC Bournemouth. OK, then, guys, a real opportunity for the Cherries to keep this incredible form going. James talked about goals we've scored. If we score this weekend, it'll be nine consecutive Premier League games that we've done that. Only one other manager has achieved that, Mr. Eddie Howe. So, andonia Iriola is chasing down all these Premier League stats at the moment. Aaron, going to want to know your score prediction, but also give you an opportunity right here for a little Christmas message for all our followers and supporters.
1: Well, uh, that's on the spot. Awesome.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, <a> very <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go on, do that again.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: No. So, first of all, yeah. A very, very Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> <Stop,
0: okay. laughs> what are you doing? Why has he gone like that? This now he's keeping me up till midnight editing. I'm not repeating the question so I got it spot on.
3: Score yeah. prediction and just say Merry Christmas. That's it.
0: How hard can it be?
1: No, I um. So I think there'll be lots of goals in this. I think, as James said, you know, kind of Christmas time is always lots of goals. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> oh no! Oh no!
0: Oh no! I can't
3: give you any help? You I'm can so give sorry. me. A, you
1: can give me help, but you're choosing not to. <laughs> we're struggling now. But we're not. At least it's not live. That's all I can say. At least oh no. It's not live. <laughs> no, it's fine.
0: I'll go again. Should we come back to him? <laughs> I can't. I planted I've come and he's got to go for it. Come on. Give
1: me one, give me 20 seconds. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of
1: Aaron, I think yeah, it'll no, be no. 3-1, and I'd like yeah, to wish no. everyone no, a Merry <laughs> Christmas. No, okay, all, okay, all seriousness. No, so yeah, I think there'll be lots of goals in it. As James said earlier, there's always lots of goals in in I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, you not just give so a score. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I think it'll be lots of goals. I think we'll win three two. I think you know there'll be lots of goals in this game. I think we will concede. Um, I think it will be tougher than than people do think. But I think we will come out on top in three two. And a very very merry Christmas to all our supporters and supporters of the channel as well. Thank you for all your support.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just like that, Steve. That's all you've got to do for a score prediction. Three-two <laughs> from Aaron. Steve, your score prediction, you can't make this game. You've got a little family trip away. But mm. a message for our Cherries Red Army followers this year.
2: Well, I don't quite know how to follow that. So um i just <laughs> come out with I think well, I'm in a bit of a I'm in a bit of a quandary here because Previous weeks, I've been sitting there going, I've been sitting on the fence a little bit, going, "Oh, gonna be a draw, going be a draw," and we've, won, and we've won, and we've won, and we've won. So I, I kind of don't want to say we'll win because <laughs> I feel um, like it
1: <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah, you,
2: so I'm, I'm massively confident. Uh, One all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: God, um, James.
2: But this is psych- psychological. Any, anywhere,
0: Hang on, hang on. And I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Easy. Absolutely. James, great to have you on another episode. I think there's a massive opportunity for us Mm -hmm. to get another Premier League W. However, I think it's 2-2 at the City think It's a good game. I think it's 2-2. James, over to you for a score prediction. And if you would like to, a Christmas message for the Cherries
3: Red Army followers. Absolutely. Well, this may be old news, but as we're recording this, word on the street is that Nottingham Forest are currently in talks with Nuno Espirito Santo. So things this weekend could turn ugly for Steve Cooper. I'm predicting that Nottingham Forest are going to score, but as Hans Gruber says in the film Die Hard, Christmas is the time for miracles. Bournemouth will get a penalty. Dom Solanke will score (laughs) it and Bournemouth will win 3-1. Happy Christmas to everyone in the cherries Red Army fan base. And James has said that twice,
0: that there's going to be a penalty in this game. And James, before, just before we go and see out this video, you've been on many streams, you're a massive Bournemouth fan, but you do have your own YouTube channel. Details for James' YouTube channel will be in the description below, but do tell us about your YouTube channel.
3: Uh, my youtube channel is called portrait of a wrestler it's a project i've been working on for the last eight years if you're a big fan of of men covered in baby oil wrestling with each other in canvases (laughs) around the world and a man who goes around the world photographing them uh, i'm your guy Uh, come and see me on that channel Uh, and we talk all things photography and wrestling related it's quite fun i'd appreciate a subscription a like a comment anywhere all those sorts of things really really help. And if Kirk uh can change in post-production that I'm at Y2 Jim Bob rather than Amphosand Y2 Jim Bob, that oh, would be no. great as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. At Y2 Jim Bob. I'm so sorry. That's my mistake. There we go. Steve, thanks, will mate. also be in the description below. Uh just click it, take you straight to the I channel. Subscribe. Hey, my admin, that's my full. admin needs some work in 2024. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> <laughs> episode 23. Uh hope you have a good Christmas. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks mate. Yeah. Um like I say I won't be able to enjoy the games. I'll be uh hanging out with Mickey and Minnie Mouse in uh, in Paris. Not quite mm-hmm. how I wanted to uh spend the Christmas period that sounds but That's great. Wow, I suppose if you're into that, but I'm I'm more into 3 oh. points at Forest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm um, sure it'll be fine and I'll be back for QPR. I think it's my first game back in the cup so yeah, wishing, wishing no. everyone a happy Christmas and a Merry New Year. I've done that the wrong way round, haven't I? Jesus. Uh, you yeah. can't it's start hard, happy. It's, it's harder than it seems, Aaron. Yeah, that's what what I I mean.
0: Mean. Um, we've all lost ourselves in the last three minutes. <laughs> Aaron, I will see you in Nottingham at the City Ground. Please tell me where you're going to be for a pre-match drink. But thank you very much on this latest episode.
1: Yeah, pleasure as always. Look forward to seeing you, Kirk, whoever else is going to Nottingham um if there's anything like the last couple of years it will be at the canal house but who knows that's probably where i'll aim to go um yeah hopefully uh it leads into a very merry christmas for everybody and um yeah and uh, i'll hopefully see some of you before the new year as well so safe check for everyone traveling and look forward to it
0: Thank you to the fans for checking out this video whether you're not in Forest or Bournemouth it's a big game this weekend who knows if Steve Cooper's even in the dugout because news is breaking as we speak maybe, maybe not but a big chance for the Cherries to continue the good form and hopefully get another win or a point before Christmas and then we come back after Boxing Day for Cherries in Focus episode 24 where we react to the Nottingham Forest result and Fulham as well Have a great Christmas. If anything has taught us anything in the last week or so is to reach out to loved ones and just look after yourselves and we'll see you on the next one. Up cherries. Up Up, cherries. cherries.